Father, we just thank you right now. Father, just for allowing us to make it to your eighth day, Father, we thank you that it truly will be a new beginning for all of us in you, Father. We seek to know you better. We seek to know you intimately. We seek to really know you as you really are. We thank you, Father God, for your love that you've poured out on all of us, that it would keep us safe, Father God, that it would keep us in our right mind, that it would keep the joy of the Lord in us, Father. We thank you right now, even for taking control of tonight's atmosphere, Father, that you would simply be pleased with our worship, pleased with our praise, pleased with the meditation of our heart, Father. We thank you that our expression of, of your love to one another, Father, would set people free. It would bring deliverance, Father God. We just thank you for being who you are in our lives. We thank you that you are truly all that we need and all that we truly desire, Father. So we thank you that today our lives will be changed permanently, Father, that we will go into this new beginning, Father God, truly with a new mindset, a new outlook, a new perspective, and a deeper and a richer hunger for the things of God. So, Father, we give you all the honor and praise, and it is in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. I'd like to have the shofar blowers up. Y'all can be center stage right here. Amen. Elder. <laughs> Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who have sanctified us with his commandments and commands us to hear the sound of the shofar. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. Y'all may be seated. <laughs> this is the last night of Hanukkah. Man, we made it. <laughs> Eight nights that we have devoted and dedicated to our, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Man, not just like the world in one day. We've been continuous. And our dedication. That's what Hanukkah is about. Hanukkah means to dedicate. And this is the eighth day. And I'm going to try to show you. I can't go through the whole history. That was earlier today. And seven other teachings that you can find. On uh, our YouTube channel. Amen. So tonight I got to bring it all to an end. And I'm trying to do it as fast as I can. Because it's a celebration. And I want to get kind of to the point. Um, but if y'all could just pray and work with me for a few minutes, I can give you the combination of everything. Amen. Man, good to see you, Tiffany. How you doing? All right. Amen. Glory to God. Who hasn't been anybody new tonight? Never been to Hanukkah? Anybody? Oh, how you doing? Welcome. All right. All right. Yeah. It's your mom. Welcome, mom. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I want Amen. Woo. I want to give you the whole kitten caboodle, but my wife over here won't let me do it at the moment. So 
but I want to give it to her. She knows my, I'm passionate about what I do. Amen? And I, as a pastor, I want to always make sure you get. My job is to feed you. And I want to always make sure that, you know, it has room for seconds and thirds and fourths. Amen? All right. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's about time we do that. Amen. So this is the eighth day of Hanukkah. Eight is a very important number. This is the Feast of Dedication. It's celebrated for eight days. Okay? And it's a promise for those who have dedicated their life that there's a new heaven. There's a new earth. And there's a new Jerusalem that's going to be part of our inheritance. Amen? So the word Hanukkah, I told you, is dedication. And it's the root word, which is Enoch, which means a taking away. And God showed us just what his plan is for all of us. This is not our home. And Enoch was no more. And that word is the root word of Hanukkah, dedication, sacrifice. Amen? See, these are words I want to keep repeating because I needed to get into your spirit of what this is all about. I've shown you all week that this is not a Jewish feast. This is, this is something that pertains to all of us. The feast of the Lord in Leviticus is about God. They said, these are my feasts. Or they're not Jewish. I showed you earlier in Romans chapter 2, 28 and 29, what makes a real Jew, a person's heart who is toward God. Amen? That's what makes a real Jew. It's not an ethnicity. It's not, you know, an inheritance or circumstances or ones that keep the word, the law. It's one whose heart has been turned and changed toward God. Amen. All right. So, and if we are engrafted in, and I'm going to show you where we are when it comes to that. So we are know and very, very important. Okay. So with that, I want to give you something real quick. I want you to go to Romans. Before I get into the eight and close out, all right, just bear with me for a few minutes, all right? I'm just being led by the Spirit. Go to Romans chapter 11. You got it? Uh, go um, amplified. Romans chapter 11. Start at verse 16. 3x speed. For real. Yes. Romans chapter 11 at verse 16. Pay very close to this. Attention. Now, if the first handful of dough offered as the first fruits, Abraham and the patriarchs, is consecrated holy, so is the whole mass the nation of Israel. And if the root, Abraham, is consecrated holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off, while you, a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among them. The wild olive shoot is us, Gentiles, okay? To share the riches, the richness of the root and sap of the olive tree. Do not boast over the branches and pride yourself at their expense. If you do boast and feel superior, Remember, it is not you that support the root, but the root that supports you. 
You will say then, branches were broken, pruned off so that I may be grafted in. That is true. But they were broken or pruned off because of their unbelief, their lack of real faith. And you are established through faith because you do believe. So do not become proud and conceited, but rather stand in awe and be reverently afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, the Jews, because of unbelief, neither will he spare you if you are guilty of the same offense. Then note and appreciate the gracious kindness and the severity of God, severity toward those who have fallen, but God's gracious kindness to you, provided you continue in his grace and abide in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off, pruned away. Mm. And even those others, the fallen branches, Jews, if they do not persist in clinging to their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God has the power to graft them in again. For if you have been cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree, and against nature grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much easier will it be to graft these natural branches back on the original parent stock of their own olive tree? Lest you be self-opinionated, wise in your own conceits, I do not want you to miss this hidden truth and mystery, brethren. Mm. A hardening insensibility has temporarily befallen a part of Israel to last until the full number of the ingathering of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant, my agreement with them, when I shall take away their sins. From the point of view of the gospel, the good news, they, the Jews, at present, are enemies of God, mm -hmm. which is for your advantage and benefit. But from the point of view of God's choice, of election, of divine selection, they are still the beloved, dear to him, for the sake of their forefathers. For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. He never withdraws them when once they are given, and he does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Just as you were once disobedient and rebellious toward God, but now have obtained his mercy through their disobedience, so they also now are being disobedient when you are receiving mercy that they in turn may one day, through the mercy you are enjoying, mm. also receive mercy, that they may share the mercy which has been shown to you through you as messengers of the gospel to them. For God has consigned, pinned up all men to disobedience, only that he may have mercy on them all alike. Amen. Do you all understand what you just heard? We were the wild olive branch, and we are engrafted, Gentile. Gentiles mean them without covenant, but now we have a covenant with them. Guess how? Because he blinded them so you could get in. The scripture says that salvation is unto the Jew first. So he said, I love them so much. I'm going to blind 
them because I love you the same. And I'm going to engraft you into the commonwealth. So you can now be partakers of my divine nature. This is what he's saying in this scripture. And he's saying you can't replace them. That's called replacement theology. And that happens all the time. God is done with the Jewish people. I just told you what a Jew is. A Jew is a person at heart is toward God. Amen. So I just wanted us to get clarity. If you never heard that and understanding where we are in this. He blinded them so you could get in. It's called the times of the Gentiles. That means he blinded them so you can hurry up and get you in and your family. Because that door, that grace is going to end one day. Amen? Yeah. All right. This is real important for us to understand before we go any further. So Hanukkah, this is the eighth day. Hanukkah is such a great experience in the Bible. Um, Hanukkah in the Hebrew, um, eight, the number eight is ashoni, which means plenteous or um, plumpness. It means to superabound. Uh, also means to regenerate. Y'all follow me? Okay. So I'm not I'm not staying in the confines of it. Is that what happened? Okay, y'all. I don't have my podium here, so I can't. I got my marker. All right. Uh, I get I'm getting shorter and shorter. Okay. All right. That's two minutes. I gotta add. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. As I said, the Hebrew word. For eight, all right, eight days of eight in the Hebrew is shroni, which means plumpness, plenteous. It means to superabound, abundant. It also means to regenerate. In the book of Revelation, we see a new heaven and a new earth. Let's go back quickly, about 1,500 years. Let's start at the time of Moses. And there's a deep spiritual meaning in the number eight. It means regeneration, rededication, and new beginnings. Uh, we had that today, um, some new beginnings for some delivered people. Amen. Glory to God. Go to quickly Exodus. I'm going to show you eight. It's real quick. You got to move quick. Exodus 22:30. Exodus chapter 22 at verse 30. Likewise shall you do with your oxen and your sheep. Seven days the firstborn beast shall be with its mother. On the eighth day you shall give it to me. So I told you, Hanukkah means dedication, sacrifice, offering, okay? So Hanukkah is not Christmas. Hanukkah is dedication. Jesus was there at Hanukkah. He wasn't there at his birthday, the 25th. That's not there. The word didn't exist then. He was at Hanukkah. Feast of dedication, okay? Just want to make sure we get it right. Oh, eight means dedication. The Lord gave them to me. He said, give them to me on the eighth day. This is the eighth day that we're on, right? Hanukkah is dedication or dedicating ourselves uh, to all that the Bible has to say. Eight, Hanukkah, eight, <laughs> eight is the letter in the Hebrew is het. That's the eighth letter, okay? So I'm going to go, I'm trying to go real fast so we'll get it. Go to Leviticus 9, 1. Leviticus 9, 1. Just showing you and establishing what eight is. Leviticus chapter 9 at verse 1. On the eighth day, Here we go. Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said to Aaron, Take a young calf for a sin offering, 
and a ram for a burnt offering, each without blemish, and offer them before the Lord. And say to the Israelites, Take a male goat for a sin offering, and a calf and a lamb, both a year old, without blemish, for a burnt offering. Also a bull and a ram for peace offerings to sacrifice before the Lord. That's good. I just try to make the point that you dedicate and make an offering on the eighth day. Eighth is new beginnings. Dedication. Amen. Okay. Uh, let's see. We are the temple, right? Eighth is the new or the new beginning. It is also uh, is when you give to the Lord. Amen. I thought it was seven days. It's eight days according to him. This is what you do, right? Okay, let's go down here to, I'm trying to jump right here, uh, Jesse, uh, which is David's father, right? Okay, uh, so David was the eighth son of Jesse. Okay, y'all see that? Okay, let's go, let's, let's see if we can do this again. He is the eighth son. David represents the Messiah, because from the branch of King David will come the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua. He was on the, he was the eighth son. Uh, let's go to 2 Peter 2.5. 2 Peter 2.5. Amplified. 2 Peter chapter 2 at verse 5. And he spared not the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven other persons, when he brought a flood upon the world of ungodly people. So seven of, seven of the person plus him is what? Eight. Okay, eight. And this was the what? New beginning. Okay, y'all see? Eight is down there. So we see that he's a preacher of righteousness and seven others is the new beginning. The concept of Hanukkah is all throughout the Bible. Everything um, was and will, will be again. Everything that has been is going to be again. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all even with Hanukkah. Everything that was going on with Antiochus and the Maccabees, it's the same thing that's going to happen now. That which happened is going to be again. Amen. All right. Let's do it. I'm moving along real fast here. Uh, that's right. King Solomon, Hanukkah. He, Hanukkah, the temple. Go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 7, Amplified 8 and 9. Second Chronicles chapter 7 at verse 8. At that time, Solomon held the feast for seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great assembly, from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. The eighth day, they go. made a solemn assembly, for they had kept the dedication of the altar and the feast, each for seven days. Look at that. Eight. Hanukkah is all in the Bible, the word Hanukkah. Dedication, sacrifice, it's everywhere in the Bible. You just don't know that word is Hanukkah. All right, so I want to show you that. He Hanukkah the altar. He Hanukkah the temple. He dedicated or rededicated himself. He Hanukkah yourself. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay? So quickly, quickly, I'm going to go, I'm going to jump down. Uh, okay, i got to save time. Okay, I'm going to go here. Go to... Jump down here. All right. I'll have to skip some places. So the menorah has seven, has seven lampstands, right? Seven is the number of perfection. Seven is the number of God, the perfect light to be in the temple. 
The menorah is the tree of life. Without the menorah, that, without the, menorah the temple would have been in total darkness. Without the light of God in you, you are in total darkness. The light that lighteth the world. If that's not in you, you are in total darkness. Don't care how much knowledge, don't care how much education you got. I don't care. If you don't have the light of God in you, you are in total darkness. Hold on. The light was in the temple. So you got to make sure that your candle is still lit and still have oil in it. So you won't be in the temple in darkness. Hello? Because the menorah is in the temple, but if it didn't have the oil, it's still in darkness. The oil represents the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God. So you could be in here, but still be in darkness. All right. All right. Well, make sure we get this. This is what this is about. This is what the Maccabees fought for is to preserve, listen, the light of God in a dark world. That's what they were fighting for. The miracle was the oil to keep it lit. Amen. That's what you're fighting for, to keep your candle lit. Okay, I hope so. All right. My goodness. Here we go. We're almost at the grand finale here. We're coming up. All right. All right. Let me see here. Uh, 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 go to... <laughs> go to Exodus. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm trying to get this thing here. This is a celebration. We're going to celebrate. I guarantee you. All right. Go to Exodus. 13. <laughs> go to Exodus 13. 21, 22. Amplified. Exodus chapter 13 at verse 21. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way mm. and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. All right. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. That light did not leave them. That light did not leave them, but that light was leading them. It was not only leading them in the daytime, but it was leading them in the nighttime. Okay? So you are without excuse, you always have the light. You always should be lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I had to bring it to where y'all at. All right. Okay. <laughs> Go to John 13, 15. Go to John 13, 15. John chapter 13 and verse 15. For I have given you this as an example so that you should do in your turn what I have done to you. So everything that you can read that Jesus did, you should be doing. Everything that Jesus did, he said, I'm the example. Right? So he was at Hanukkah. So maybe you should be at Hanukkah. I didn't see that it said he was at celebrating his birthday. Did y'all see that? <laughs> I want to mess with somebody's theology. Do as he does. Do as he does and you don't even understand what he's doing. 
but do as he does. If he was there, we should be there. But we don't know why he was there. I told you he wasn't celebrating it. He was there to be revealed. He was there to be revealed. Right? You, you, at, your, you at your job there. Doing your job. And you should be there to be revealed. Okay, your, do- your job is probably, you might be the only saved person there, the only light there. But he told you, don't put your light. Don't put it underneath the bush on the bed. He, he also didn't tell you not to go there and preach and not do your job. They hired you to do a job. What he told you to do is let your light shine. Let your life be the example. Let that light and that light draw them to you. Amen. Oh, okay. So everybody think they got to go there and start preaching at work and everything. They didn't hire you for that. They hired you to do a job. But let your light shine. Amen. Be on time. <laughs> Show the great character. Everything that Jesus did in his three and a half year ministry, we should be doing. This is why he said greater works that you should do. He didn't have the Internet. He didn't have email. He couldn't text nobody. Y'all can reach more people than he could ever reach. Okay. All right. Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication. Right? Go to John 8. No, I'm going to be okay. They still got me. All right. Y'all ready? (laughs) Dang. Rough. Uh, John 8. <laughs> John 8, 12. You're making me nervous. I'm fine. I'm very comfortable. I'm comfortable when I make mistakes. <laughs> Go to John 8, 12, Amplified. John, John chapter 8 at verse 12. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light, which is life. He's at the feast now. He's at Hanukkah. All right. If we can begin to understand this verse, we can begin to understand the book of Matthew. Go to Matthew 514 real quick. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. You are the light of the world. You are. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Hmm. Didn't I tell you you that? You cannot be hidden. (laughs) Okay. Watch this. See, the Pharisees knew something. They knew the Tanakh. This is what they had. All right? It's the first five books of Moses. All right? They knew something. While Jesus is standing there and where he was standing is very important. The glory of the God departed from the temple eastward. Watch this, watch this. Eastward is the Mount of Olives. And they were waiting 
This is why the Pharisee was there. They were waiting for the glory to return to the temple. This is what they were waiting on every year. They were waiting for the glory to return to the temple. And this is why they asked Jesus, Yeshua, if he was the Messiah, the promised deliverer of the Jewish nation that was prophesied in the Hebrew Tanakh. They knew the scripture. Go to Ezekiel 10. He was standing at the east gate. And they know the Tanakh. They know the prophecy. <laughs> Ezekiel 10, 18 and 19, Amplified. Ezekiel chapter 10 at verse 18. Then the glory of the Lord, the cloud, went forth from above the threshold of the temple and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted up their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. And they went forth with the wheels beside them. And they stood at the entrance of the east gate of the house of the Lord. And the glory of the God of Israel, the cloud, was over them. Oh, did y'all hear that? Jesus was in the palace. He was in the temple standing at the east gate facing the Mount of Olives. They know the prophecy. You just heard the prophecy. And they're standing. He's standing right there. Who are you? Are you the promised Messiah that was prophesied in the Tanakh? Oh, man. That's pointing eastward. They knew this. Go to Ezekiel 43, 2. They can't believe. I'm the light of the world. Ezekiel chapter 43 at verse 2. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the east. Here we go again. And his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. Did y'all hear that? And his voice was as many waters. This can't be. It cannot be Jesus. It cannot be the Messiah. This is what they're saying. So what are you going to believe? You're going to believe what man says or what is prophesied? I'm standing here. You know the, okay, hold on. See, the backdrop while this was going on and he was standing there in the palisade and, and he was standing right there saying, I am the light of the world. What was happening back then in this festival, they were like 75 foot tall, 75 foot tall menorahs. And they will fill them with oil. And they will make the wick out of the, and they were tied in these huge knots. Can you imagine 75 foot menorahs full of oil? Can you imagine that? I mean, how far could you see that? And they will take their rolls and make the wicks. Mm, mm, mm. And they said that. There was a demonstration of the dance that was happening. All of this is happening while this is, this is going on. They got these candles lit. We got this dance that's going on. And then one Jewish author said the dance and the joy demonstrated at that time was truly not of this world. 
Oh, my God. This is what one historian said. I'm pretty sure it was Josephus. Okay. And he said that the dance that they were doing, it was and the joy that they had. It couldn't be from this world. They're waiting for the promise Messiah. This was their anticipation on the yearly. And then one year. Someone stands in there. No one else since or ever has stood and says, I'm the light of the world. This candle, the light, 75 foot is going, is blazing. The dance is going on in front of them. Snaps out of heaven. Y'all don't understand something here. And, and there was a, a water pouring ceremony that was going on at the same time. John 7. No, 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 no. Don't go yet. Read that one more time, minister. Read that right there one more time. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the east, and his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. So hold on. Go to John 7. Go to John 7. Y'all see the picture coming. Go to John 7, 37, 38. John chapter 7 and verse 37. Now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in, and relies on me as the scripture has said from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water so while they were doing this there was a water pouring ceremony going on behind them this just like the candles everything was prophesied and he's standing there i'm the light of the world that is i i'm jesus i'm the messiah all the ceremony was going on. Can you imagine the dance and how furious it was? The worship, it said it was not of this earth. You got the 75-foot candles up there. I mean, the, the menorah, 75-foot oil. Then you got the water pouring. These huge vats were pouring out water. He said, out of them, it's going to be waters of living water. is going to flow out. And they knew, they knew Ezekiel. They knew Daniel chapter 8. They knew what was happening. And they refused, just like some of you, refused to believe right there in front of him. He said, he came into his own, and they received him not. All this was happening, and they still refused. They knew what the Tanakh said. They knew he was sitting at the east gate. They knew he claimed to be the light of the world. So you got all the demonstration, but then when he shows up, they can't see him. Just like when you show up, for some reason the world can't see you. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, can you imagine that? They knew when Jesus came back, or when he comes back, his feet, when he comes back, what's going to happen? His feet are going to touch what? The Mount of Olives. And it said when he touched it, there's going to be a there's going to be an earthquake. And there's going to be water that's going to flow. That's what the Bible said. And we still don't believe. Good 
God Almighty. It's going to flow. He's going to come to the Mount of Olives, which is facing eastward. And the glory was right there in the temple, and they didn't know it. Surely the Lord was in this place, and we didn't know it. My goodness, that's Hanukkah. Thank you for allowing me to share the last culminating. I, I cut some parts, but I think you got it. This is why it's important. This is why it's so important. So how do we celebrate the Feast of Dedication Hanukkah? We need to decide. We need to decide, listen, to live as Jesus lived, as the Messiah lived. To be followers of Yeshua, Jesus. Jesus claimed to be the light of the world. We are to be the light of the world. We are to be the light in the nation in this dark time. That's where we are right now. We're in a very dark time. And we need to be the light of that. We are, listen, we are to follow only the written word of God. That's how we can be the light unto the world. Amen? At this time, we're going to have the lighting of the menorah. Of the Hanukkah. Is my son here? Come on up. Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? Woo! Come on, priest of your home. This is my son. It's in the United States Army. Soldier. In the natural, come on up here. And a soldier for God, too. So we're going to start lighting from here. See if we can do it on here first. <laughs> My son, who I'm well pleased. Go ahead, son, take your time. He's got the toughest job. He got to do all eight. Have the prayer now. Stay right there, son. Stay right there. Stay right there. There you go. Stay right there. <laughs> go ahead. These are the prayers. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu, Melech Haolam Shaasa Nisim, Laavotenu, Hayamim Hahem, Bazman Haze. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord our God. 
king of the universe who did miracles for our forefathers in those days at this season. Amen. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech haolam shehecheyanu Bikiyimanu Bihigianu Lazman hazeh Amen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and brought us to this season. Amen. Amen. We're lighting these candles because of the miracles, the wonders, the salvations, and the battles which you perform for our forefathers in those days at this season through your holy priests. During all eight days of Hanukkah, these lights are holy. We're not using them for ordinary lights. Instead, we're looking at them in order to give thanks and praise to your great name, your miracles, your wonders, and your salvation. So take a moment to reflect all eight days of Hanukkah. And now, this is the new beginning. This is the eighth day. Rededicate your thoughts, your mind, your body to serve God and to serve others. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, you may be seated. <laughs> and now the festivities are going to commence. If you haven't, watched all the videos please do we're going to have um we're going to do the song we're going to have a song first can y'all imagine seeing that scene and jesus is back there saying i'm the light of the world the menorah is not 75 feet in the air the water gushing out and the prophecy is coming to pass and he's and they're like it can't be it can't be this is why they're still waiting for their Messiah. He's waiting for this first infant. He's going on his second. Amen. Y'all ready back there?
our King, bring an end to pestilence, war, and famine around us. Our Father, our King, bring an end to all trouble and oppression around us.
Hallelujah. Avino Makeno, our Heavenly Father. My God. Oh, y'all gonna get some learning today, some culture. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going <laughs> Elder, that was powerful. All right, we're going to have to clear the aisles. You got to get in. They're getting ready. And myself. All right, they're coming through. You come to dances, y'all.
is available. It's available. It's available. The waters are troubled. The waters are troubled. The waters are troubled. The waters. There's a river.
go ahead and continue to worship him just a little bit. Let's continue to celebrate him for his goodness. Continue to celebrate him for his kind acts of righteousness towards us. Just sound a voice of victory and triumph to your God, your Messiah, who calls us to overcome, who calls us to win, who calls us to have strength, who calls us to have hope when it seems like there is no hope. For he is God and he's God alone. He is our God. He is the true and living God. His name is Jehovah, our God. Almighty one, he is all blessed one. Give him thanks for his kind acts of mercy in the battle that was won for your eternal salvation. He is God, he is God, and we are his people. He is God, he is our Shah Shalom. He is our peace in times of trouble. He is our peace that surpasses all pain and all things that you can't seem to understand. He is our God. He is mighty in battle. He is mighty in this battle that you're experiencing. He is mighty in battle. You have to say it for yourself that he's mighty in battle. You have to believe it for yourself that he has already overcome every situation, every circumstance, every thought that would try to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. For there is a word that's greater than any other word that's ever been spoken over you. And that name is Jesus. That name is salvation. That name is deliverance. That name is great counselor. That name is wisdom. That name is might. That name is power. That name is also destruction of everything that's evil. That name is Jesus. Yeshua, our God, Jehovah. He is our banner. He is our victory. For he is God and he's God alone. There's nothing too great. As we enter to 2020, there is nothing too great. We shall not take it anything with us from 2019 or the years before. But we lay down our life fully for our God. For he has won this thing that's called life. There is a name that's greater than your situation. There is a name that's greater than your past. There is a name that's greater than any pain that you would ever experience. There is a name. There is a name that heals you from all sickness and disease and infirmity. Every attack of the enemy on your mind. There is a name for that. There is a name for that. That name is Jesus. He said, when you can't think of anything else, you can't remember a scripture. He said, just call my name and I will hasten, I will come to you. There is a name. There is a name that's greater than any darkness. And that name is Jesus. He is our only hope for this dying world. 
He is our God. He is our soundness of mind. He is that safe, safe place of refuge. He is that high tower that we run to. He is our God. He is the love of our souls. He is our reality for those who are called by his name. He said, in your trouble and also in your distress, call upon my name. He said, cry out. Cry out in your distress. I will hasten and I will come to you. I won't delay. For there is a name. Oh, I believe that. I believe in the new beginning that you're going to learn and know and comprehend and take hold of that name that's above all names, that name Jesus. Salvation, come. Deliverer, come. My hope against all hope, come. The blood that sanctified, come. The power of resurrection, resurrect my mind, come. I need to be resurrected, Lord God. Come. Break me out of myself and my foolish ways of thinking and being and understanding and take me into a place that's higher than me. Take me higher. Take me higher. Take me higher. Take me higher, Lord God. Take me higher. Higher than my sorrows. Take me higher, Lord God. Take me higher than my hurt, Lord God. Take me higher, Lord God. Take me higher, my bad dreams. Take me higher than the attacks on my mind. Take me, Lord God, to the place that's higher than me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My hallelujah is the understanding that there is a name that's higher than me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the greatest praise that's due to a righteous king that has all power in his hand. Just with the blowing of his breath, everything in your life can disappear. Let him breathe on your life. Let him breathe. Let him breathe. Let him breathe his spirit on everything that has been antagonistic against you this year. Let him breathe. Let him move. Let him move. Let him move. You got to see him moving in your body, in your mind, in your situation. Listen to him. I can hear him say, Elder, this battle's not yours. Take a seat. 
sit down, rest a while. You praise me. I've, I've heard your cries and I've heard your praise. Go ahead and sit down and take a rest. I heard that prayer before. I heard that cry before. It's just like a mother. There's a certain cry from her child that she knows the level of danger. And with this cry, I must hasten. I can't delay. See, there's a certain cry of urgency that you have to allow your Heavenly Father to know the distress that you're in. But not only the distress, but a place of yet still victory. There has to be an equal praise to your cry. I cry out, but then I praise because I know you already have moved upon my life, upon my thoughts, upon my cares, upon my worries, upon my anticipation, my expectation. You have moved upon the plans that I have even had for my life. And you said, I have a better plan for you. It's to bring you to the expected end and no trouble. He said, what I do is forever. You've been trying this long enough. Getting the same results. But there's an authentic cry that God responds to. It has to be a cry of desperation that you know you'll deliver when you call him he will come not a cry of pity but a cry of desperation for your deliverer because if you don't do it it must can't be done it's a cry to your deliverer the conversations and it's just talk I need a cry from those who I called to myself as my own and I will hasten I'll come to you and I will answer glory be to the most holy God Glory be to the most holy God. Glory be to the most righteous God. Glory be to El Shaddai, the all-breasted one that can take hold of all of our troubles at the same time and the same moment. And suddenly, you have an answer prayer because it's authentic cry to your deliverer. Glory to God. Wow, it's a celebration. Just ended with, and we have um, some refreshment, and then in the back, we have a backdrop that you can take a picture, have fun, and but I want the minstrels just to play the song that he's able. My God. But you guys can go back, you mingle, talk to someone you haven't really talked and spoken to. And then just enjoy yourself. Freshmen sit down the hall. The hospitality 
team's gonna meet you and greet you and give you direction, but we love you. Thank you for coming out yes. tonight. Yes. And know that God is able. He's able. He is able. My God. Star, he's able. He's able, daughter. He's able to do exactly what he said he would do. He's able. Just entering into the eighth day. That's what eternity is. It's forever. Amen. Shabbat shalom.